Howdy, y'all. This is Biblical Lessons from the Job Site, Episode 1, Lessons from an Electrical Circuit. So, it's this is really just going to be a little short one on a little comparison between an electrical circuit and, and the church and individual Christians. But focusing in on, I'm going to explain the church and compare it to the electrical circuit afterward. So the church as a whole was designed by God to function in a certain way. But we know that doesn't happen. And that's why the electrical circuit is not quite the perfect example, but it's a, it's a nice little example that I like. But I'll explain that later. But the church is made up of a bunch of different components, people, individual Christians, pastors, deacons, people that serve, etc. And each of them has a purpose and an identity. And each of the individual components can't do anything on their own. They, they, they literally can't. And they're all designed, all of these different components in the church, that God designed them to function as a whole. Not individually. They can't function individually. That's not how humanity is. That's not how God designed us to be. And now that you have that explained, like what, what the church kind of is, I'm going to compare that to an electrical circuit. An electrical circuit is a whole. It needs, and it has a bunch of components that it requires. And those components are the wire, the control panel, the, the individual devices that the circuit provides power and signal to. But the circuit didn't just come to be, it was designed. And each of the individual parts were designed and made with a purpose. And that's kind of how I like to see that comparison is you have the wire. What powers the individual devices? You have the devices that are powered and have an individual purpose and an identity in that purpose. And that's kind of how we are in the church as a whole, is we have a purpose and identity in Christ. Just like these devices on a circuit have an, a purpose and identity on the circuit, a purpose that they fulfill. Each, each device is sometimes similar, but they all have a different purpose. You have a horn strobe that beeps and blinks light. You have a normal strobe that just blinks light. You have a speaker that can be spoken through, that can be beeped at, beeped through, you know. And then you have smoke detectors, you have heat detectors, you have ducts detectors that work all in a circuit in a to the control panel that all are designed in a specific purpose, in a specific way, that all function in a certain way. They all, oh, hang on, my train of thought just died. No survivors. Let me think. They all have a purpose. All these devices have a purpose and identity in what they're supposed to do. But they all rely on the installer. 
the installer installs the wire and the devices in a, such a way that they all function. But the installer can't do that properly without a plan. And the plan is done by the architect or the designer, the designer of the entire circuit. And that's kind of how I view that with God, is God designed the church to function in a certain way. And the Holy Spirit makes it so that it can do that. And that's that, that's that comparison is, is the electrical engineer designed the system. The installer takes the components that were designed to function a certain way and puts them all together to form that that circuit that works as it should. And that that's kind of how it goes with Christianity. We all have a purpose, but we don't fun function without being put together as a whole in the church. And the Holy Spirit is the one that helps make that work, or makes, actually, he does all the work and makes it happen that, that we all function as God wants us to function. So that, that's kind of like that example comparing the church to an electrical circuit. Now, given these, these electrical devices are all designed, manufactured, etc., to run perfectly. That's not how we humans are. We're not perfect. Things mess up. But a way that the manufacturers ensure that these devices work properly is they have resistors and insulation that prevent short circuits, that prevent things from catching fire and breaking. The, the insulation I like to compare to being in a biblical community with prayer, reading your Bible, wearing the armor of God, for pity's sake. How many of us ever think about doing that? I need to do that. Like, for pity's sake, I haven't done that in a long time of even reading the passage. Like, donning the armor of God verbally, even just reading it. But reading and saying it is powerful. And, man, I'm getting convicted. That hurts. Like, I need to do that more often. Like, really, guys? This is, this is a personal thing. But you have that insulation on the wire. The wire can conduct it fine, but if it's touching something else, which it will end up touching, it can't conduct it properly. And so you have to have the insulation. You have to be in a community. You have to be praying. You have to be reading. So when you, when you are a part of the church, you don't just get to function on your own. You have to rely on the install. You have to rely on the Holy Spirit to get the job done. It ain't gonna happen otherwise. So that's that's that lesson from a from an electrical circuit that we all have an identity in Christ. We are his children, his beloved children. We all share his heart and his mind. That that sounds kind of heretical. Hang on a second, let me correct that. We all are a part of his family, and he wants us to share in his inheritance and live with him. That's better. Not share his heart and mind. That's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, we, we are part of his family. We're, we're his kids, guys. Don't call God daddy. That's a little weird. But you know what? That's what he is. He is our beloved father. And that's making me laugh now. <laughs> uh, but yes. Uh, but. God is our beloved Father, and He cares for us. 
He doesn't want, he does, he has good plans for us. And we all have to know that. We have to reside in that identity. So many people today have an identity crisis because they don't have a purpose. They don't have a, they don't, they don't know what to do. They're all broken. It's like, just like us Christians, we're all broken humans. But we have an identity in Christ. That we are his son. We are his daughter. We are loved by him to the point he died on a cross for us. Think about that. Think about that real hard. Do you know any person you know that you would die for without a second thought? Any person. That type of love is what God has for us right now, every moment of every day. And I'm getting convicted heavily right now for not knowing, not realizing, not accepting that love. And to know this, to live this, is just plain difficult. Like, for real, guys. How many of us could say that we, like, daily think about how much God loves us and know that full purport, the full magnitude of how much God loves us. Think, pray, accept. Like, me being a working blue-collar man, find it really hard to accept something free that I don't have to work for, that I don't really use. Like, that, that, that just is given to me because of the goodness of that heart gave it to me. Like, that's just difficult for me. It's hard for me to accept something like that. Free, without reserve, and unlimited? What is this? That God would give all of that just to be with us? Yes, it's for eternity. He wants us there for eternity, and that's what it is when we get to heaven. But why? He's perfect. He's he's holy. He's set apart from everything in his perfection. And yet, he came, he lived that perfection out in a sinful world, and died so that we might be saved. Like, guys, what is this? Who is this God that did all of that for us? For nothing in return. Like, that hurts. It, it's humbling. It, it's painfully humbling how much God loved us to do all that. Think about that, guys. That he would send himself, his son, to die a horrific death. He literally had his back shredded for us. They say he whipped him. No, they used a Roman scourge. It had uh, 20, 20, 30 tassels of leather that had metal balls, metal beads, pieces of glass, pieces of metal strapped to the end, so that when they struck him, it tore his back open, and they gave him 39 lashes, 39 of those ripping, tearing, scarring lashes across his back, his unprotected naked back, that 
that, imagine that horrific pain just getting lashed. Feeling 30 somehow pieces of metal, glass getting chunked, torn, stabbed into your back, and then ripped out over and over again. And then he had to walk, crawl, after getting beaten, beaten with sticks, fists struck, having a crown of thorns, a ring of thorns pounded onto his head, and then given a cloth across his back. His bleeding, his, his, his cut, slashed, torn back, just a cloth pressed into that. Then walk, and walk up a hill, and then get laid down and nailed to a fucking cross. Nailed. Imagine that. Nailed. For pity's sake. For God's sake. For our sake, he did that. Like, really? Imagine the pain that he felt getting a nail punched through his wrist. Yeah, not the hand, guys. Come on. It's through his wrist. Both of them pounded in. And then his feet pounded in place with massive spikes. And then lifted up, suspended by those points. The amount of pain he was in made it hard to breathe. And then being hung with your arms spread wide. And then hung so your, so your, your upper body's all taut. He had to pull himself up on those spikes. Just to take a breath. Think about that. He died. So horrifically, and then rose again for us. That's who we are. That's what he did. He died so we could do and do what he wanted us, pleased with us to do. That he, everybody should know what a sacrifice he gave. There is no greater love than a man who dies for his friends. And that's what he did. That's what Jesus did for us. So, let these lessons be known that we have an identity in Christ. And we all serve a purpose. And the way you know that purpose is through the Holy Spirit as he directs you and places you in the place, the, the direction, guides you in the direction where you need to go. That's him. That's us. He will guide us and keep us in his love. For he will not do anything without a reason. I'm working blue collar now when I used to be a mechanic because of a car accident and physically I'm torn up, but I honestly don't know why that happened, why I had that accident, 
I'm going to try and rest in the peace that he gives. Because I know I know I'm 30 minutes from now while I'm eating lunch, I'm gonna be thinking about what I need to do, how I'm gonna pay insurance, the taxes and everything. But he has that purpose for us. He has a good plan that we need to trust him on. Now, I have trouble with that. I, it's hard. I don't trust him all the time. I question. I doubt. And that's wrong. Sometimes it is, it is wrong to doubt. To doubt. And But it is not wrong. I'm going to sidetrack here off of that, off of me right here. It is not wrong to have doubts. Like, it is not wrong to feel doubt. But it is wrong to start questioning using those doubts in Christ. Like, sometimes you won't feel like Christ died for you. You'll doubt, like, I don't feel like this. What is wrong? Maybe he didn't die. You feel like that. But when you dwell on that, when you continue to be like that and start to actually question in your mind and doubt and search for reasons why, that's wrong. You should not be doing that. God's word needs to be taken at its face value. So, that's that side topic of, of doubts, kind of where that line is. But going back, I'm going to finish this out here soon. God gave us all a purpose. And there's no universal purpose. Oh, actually, I take it back. God gave us all a universal purpose. I said that wrong. But we each have a different role in his plan. We all have a universal purpose. And that purpose is to bring glory to him through serving others and giving and, and spreading Christ through the word. The word. Through the world. Spread Christ throughout the world. That is our purpose. Is to bring glory to God. But he gave us all a role that we need to fulfill. Some of us are teachers. Some of us are speakers. Some of us are just serving in the kitchen in the back helping people. But we all have a purpose and a role. And the way you figure that out is praying and being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, that honestly, that's a very vague and ambiguous way of putting it. And that, that's the best that we have. We don't have a universal answer that we all are all have a role in ministry. We all are supposed to be a pastor. We're not all supposed to be pastors. Jesus said, the body of the church, we all have different roles. We have the eyes, the mouth, the hands, the feet of Christ, the church. We all have a different role, but we all have the same purpose. So let it be known that we are to bring glory to God. Glory to God. And through him, we will be saved. So, I'll end that there. I'll end today here. That we all have a purpose in Christ to bring glory to God. And we all have our identity in Christ. That we are his beloved children. His heirs to his holy so bye now y'all guys hope y'all had fun listening hope my little rambling didn't confuse or bore you all right so 
this was lessons from an electrical circuit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, lessons from an electrical circuit in a series. I'm hoping that I'll crank out here soon. A series called Biblical Lessons from the Worksite. All right. Y'all have a good one, guys. Bye now.